where it's at. I got two Dan tables and a microphone. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Where It's At. I'm your host, Mark Pearson, and this is my co-host, Dan Hornstein. And we have, once again, special guest, Chad Alexander. That's me, and I sound like this. Yes. Okay, so we've shaken up the format a little bit. Uh, we're going to go straight into first impressions. Uh, and this week, first we've changed first impressions. We're no longer doing like a single or an EP. We're each picking a first impression. We shared it with each other just to get each other's first impressions. And it's just anything that you've listened to. I, don't wanna, I wanted to keep it just whatever. I wanted to go, what are you listening to? And I think, I think from now on, let's keep it like... I, t- I vote, I don't know how about you guys feel, but like, I was like, let's just do like, what song, what's like the one song, you know, that's been like your go-to song this week, you know, like mm-hmm. every, I figured every time we've meet, you've probably had like one song that's been steady in your rotation. It doesn't have to be something new that you've been into lately, but yep. like, what's been the one thing that you've been coming back to? You're like, damn, this has been kind of cool. Right. So, yeah. uh, what's been, what's been going on? What's your, so I, I guess since I've been the most passionate about changing up first impressions, um, I'll start. I'll start. I'll kick us off. Okay. Go for it. Um, and mine, you know, first impressions is it is what it is. It's meant to be your first impression. I chose right. AWOL Nation's cover of uh, Wind of Change, and Mark's already shaking his head at me. <laughs> Why, Dan? Why? The original was bad. The original <laughs> is so good. No, it's not. It's so good. It's so, everything that was wrong with the 80s. Okay, so what all right, what's your problem with that song? Do you not want the Berlin Wall to come down? Like, was that it? Was that your problem? I don't care like what the song's about. It's just musically, it's grating. It's like getting like toothpicks shoved underneath my fingernails. I have. Yeah, it, it's it's like it's like a We Are the World where Prince and Michael Jackson got along. You know, it's not. <laughs> it's you know, sign it's, me up. It's it's a song for an alternate universe version of Free Willy where the whale doesn't make it over the rocks. I. You know what? I both of those sound really good to me. I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Like, first of all, and, like I, you know, Prince and Michael Jackson, that's the collaboration I've been wanting my whole life. And then number two, <laughs> the whale hitting the rocks. Hilarious. All right. <laughs> Just, like fucking hilarious. So, yeah. All right. Look, I maybe it's because I've been watching Peacemaker on uh, HBO I've been Max. Peacemaker too. But and and growing up, I, I for some reason, I have always had a soft spot in my heart for this song. It is a cheesy song. I will never, ever tell you that it's not. It is a corny ass song. (laughs) And to be very fair, okay, not only is it a corny song, but AWOL Nation took it, and I feel like they dialed up the corniness a little bit, too. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, like, so the the Scorpions version of it... It's got government subsidies. It's yeah, that corny. It, like, <laughs> the, like the Scorpions version of it, like has that like guitar lick at the beginning. Ooh. And they're like, no, 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 no. Flute sound. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, like, like that guitar, like that kind of cool bluesy thing that like Michael Schenker or whatever from the guitar, like from the Scorpions, like get rid of that. That's out. We're going to dub in like flute sounds. All right. Let me. You know, so I, I understand that. And if you have a gripe, I fully appreciate where y'all are coming from. Here's what I liked about it. Okay. Um, it's, it's a collaboration thing. I don't know if they did this to like raise money or something or, or what. Um, 
AWOL Nation's like a love it or hate it group. A lot of people like to bash on them. I I have always liked this group. I I I don't know why they they get I get them. You know, I think yeah. the singer sounds fucking awesome. The fact they got fucking Brandon Boyd from Incubus guest singing on this mug, and he's like fifty now or whatever, and he still sounds fucking great. And then fucking Portugal the man sound shows up on there, and and they sound good. Um, I love it. You know, I can't help it. The the chorus pops in at the end around like the two and a half minute mark. You know, with the big epic eighties drums, and I'm right there. I got my lighter up in there i'm like bring in you know bring down the wall and bring up the hasselhoff and just like let me do my thing so i'm all in for it you know uh overall i'll tell you i I give a song like it's a three beard review for me like realistically it's like it's sort of right there in the middle for it but i enjoy it i don't know what do you guys think feel free bash it away now just I, I mean, was, like I don't want to now because like you feel good about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's take me to the magic of the moment. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> I it, it was like I'm sorry, things- son. I'm sorry, son. But your macaroni <laughs> art is shit. Okay. I don't really- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I just was listening when I your know, first impression. So I sat down, and listened to it, and I was like. Oh, this is that shitty song that's on Sunny on the radio at work all the time that I already hate. And then I was like, okay, well, let me objectively listen to this and see if they've improved on it. And by the time I got through it, I was like, nope, they didn't improve on it. So, nope, this is a one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, if if anything, they downgraded it a little bit. I would yeah, say the original's a one too, so I don't think they didn't do anything better or worse. It was just something that is not. I'm, I I'm not that into you, it all. I forget that you worked at a job where they make you listen to like soft rock all the time. Oh, it's torture. Um, and and yeah, so that's that's my bad. I you know I I, <laughs> I my heart goes out to anybody who works in like a dentist's office or like where you work for that matter, just because that's got to just be like grueling, you know. Yeah, it is every because it's like oh we've heard this song already for the second time today like that old song Sarah Sarah and I'm just like no turn it off that's the worst one oh that's that's terrible and then the receptionist up there like coming along and I'm like ah no somebody please if I ever wanted to prank you I'm just gonna like choose songs that I know play on those. Like you gotta be bad, you gotta be bold, you gotta be wiser. It's like yeah, um, soft rock for the people that just need to make it through the day. Yeah, <laughs> just need to make it to five. The only thing stopping you from total destruction. <laughs> the, the frustrating Durand. thing is that that radio station just makes the day seem longer, just because the music is a slog. That's that's what I don't understand about it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, Chad. What did you think? Song sucks for you. Not a, not a yeah, fan I of the mean, winds of change. I I, I tried. Okay. I tried because it's you, and uh, I was like, man, I got about halfway through it, and I just started skipping through it. Like, it doesn't get better. <laughs> hey, they they can't all be zingers, you know? Because <laughs> I because I actually know nothing about the history of the song. I've never heard the original. Um, this did not really entice me to go listen to the original. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just know. The, so I just know, I mean, the story, I, the, basically the story is about 
it's loosely tied, loosely being the key word, right, to the fall of the Berlin Wall. And, you know, uh, lyrically, I don't even know how it's tied to that. I just know it kind of came out around that time. And uh, it's sort of just celebrating that time in the world. And the Scorpions are German. And so it's like, oh, okay. You know, they're like, they talk about Gonky Park and stuff. And yeah. Yeah. Because it seemed like the lyrical content I mean, for the vocalists that were involved, it just seemed like they didn't believe it. (laughs) You know what? (laughs) Fuck it. This is going to be my new karaoke song from now on. Uh, (laughs) And I I need to be there. uh, Glory night with the children (laughs) of tomorrow. This has like, uh, like fucking... This is going to be my version of like Eddie Murphy on coming to America. Like I believe the children are our future. Like (laughs) (laughs) Randy Watson. Like that's going to be me just, uh, you know, just on Thursday night karaoke. (laughs) (laughs) So what did you pick Chad? Uh, I picked, um, it's, it's not something that I've been going to, but anticipating her new album coming out, it's something that I have started to try to to, to loop into the rotation. Uh, but Broods Like a Woman. Um, mm-hmm. I found her accidentally, after also accidentally finding Wolf Alice and Churches and a few other things that Dan suggested. And it was one of those, like, uh, the playlist just sort of continued on its own. And the algorithm found this and I was like, this is pleasant. And uh, um, yeah, like just her voice, the production direction that this is going. I think the new album comes out in February. I think it comes out uh, on the 4th. Um, so depending on when this podcast comes out, it's probably already going to be out. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like it, it's it's got a good sound to it. And I don't really I don't know of anyone else that's ever heard of her. So yeah, I if y'all have. Yeah. This I is had the first not. time I heard her. Yeah, so I, I, I'm, I'm no depth. I, I have no depth to be able to give you the history of this of this artist at all. Um, I looked her up. She, they're from New Zealand. It looks like they're a pop duo from New Zealand, and they've they've got a couple of things, and but they're still relatively new, uh, newer kind of artist. And and um, this says this new album has a little bit of co writing with Lord coming out, which is kind of cool. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I didn't even. This is how. This is how dumb I am. I didn't even know it was a duo. <laughs> I, I I didn't know. I didn't know. Otherwise, it'd just be um, brood. Yeah, singular. Uh, and I think it's a little bit. It's a little bit of a pleasant uh, departure for me that I don't. That I haven't gone down like the Wikipedia rabbit hole. Mm. And what's their life story? Do they have anything on TMZ? Like, did they get involved in a domestic? What's going on with their lives? Um, sometimes you just need to take the music for what it is. Yeah. I, I liked this a bit better than Dan's pick. It, I, I want to listen to the the whole rest of the album. I've given this like a good three beards just off the one song. The first impression off the one song. I I like her voice. I like the production. I just want to hear more of it. That's solid. And I'm, and, and the beard scale. To remind me and to anybody that may be listening, what's the what's the beard scale on a range from one from to five? To what? It's one to five. Five beards. being the best. One to five beards. Okay. 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 One to five. Like, uh, you can do one and a half, uh, two and a half, three and a half, whatever. 
Okay, guys. Okay, so, so a five beard scale is more like you can like it wraps around. It becomes a sweater. Okay, I got you. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, this is. I mean, well, it's not. It's not like in length, you know, <laughs> necessarily. Not in length. It can be in beard quality. You know, you can have or or severity. I get or, you. Um, yeah. Yeah, beard severity. Uh, for me, this is a given. <laughs> the rest of their catalog, um, even for me as a fan, this kind of falls at a three and a half. About a three and a okay. half. Um, but you know, I'm not, I'm not upset when I hear it. Not the, uh, not the best track they got, but it uh-huh. does make me look forward to the record. Okay. I'm, I'm right there with you guys. I didn't like the first minute of the song, but that's, that's my problem with most pop ish songs is every time I have, I just have this wall that comes up. It's an, it's a reflex. Okay. <laughs> with anything that sounds that's, that's, I know is pop music. Anytime, anytime pop anything comes on my first instinct is gonna be like i don't fucking like this and i gotta work (laughs) through that i really do okay so if i can get over that hurdle and try to be open-minded typically after that i'm gonna be uh, i'll be okay there's things that i liked about this and there's things that i didn't like about it um some of the like pitch correction stuff that was going on with the vocals i liked how they did this like phasery thing with it you know how they kind of wove it in musically mm-hmm. i was like that that's kind of cool i do wish that sometimes it would just be a little more uh a, a little more like raw vocal going on it was seemed like a little, a little too processed i guess um man when they kicked in with like the bass and the organ and the drum around like the I guess the two, two minute, 30 second mark. I was like, Oh, this is fucking awesome. And then it just stopped. (laughs) Did y'all catch that? (laughs) Yep. I caught that. And I was like, wow, what a tease, you know? And then, (laughs) and I was, so I was like, I wish that would have a either lasted longer or B come in sooner. So, um, I, I really felt that was kind of disappointing. So I ultimately gave it two and a half beers. It was sort of right there in the middle for me. Okay. That's good. Yeah. That's good. So, Mark, and what'd you pick? I picked. Uh, I stumbled across. Well, actually, the algorithm suggested I listen to this. Uh, Little Dragon off their album Nubuma Rubber Band, uh, the song Underbart. I had a really hard time just picking one because I love the whole album. But I was like, this song Underbart's just been stuck in my head for a while. Which is this, Swedish this for album underwear. Is weird. The lyrics are weird. The the title is weird. It's just bizarre Swedish pop stuff and <laughs> i can't get it out of my head that's the thing and so this is like this song it's it's in the chorus it stands out to me how in the chorus she obviously tries to fit too many syllables in to the <laughs> chorus yes. and it doesn't work but it does and i'm like okay that's grading but pleasurable at the same time this is weird so, it's, you know what it sounds like it sounds like it was translated it does. It does sound like it was translated. It's bizarre. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad I wasn't the only one that picked up on that. No, no. I'm like, you can't fit ordinary in there. It's too many syllables, <laughs> but it works. It's, I don't know. Uh, I like it. I'm giving this one like a four. I, I did not expect to, I like the little dragons new album, but I've heard some of their other stuff. I hadn't heard this album, but I heard the one before it and I just wasn't that into it. So when I came up to this, I was just looking for some background music and I was like, well, I'll give it a shot. It was suggested. I'll give it a shot. And then I was like, Oh, Hey, wait, I kind of like this. Listen through it. And I was like, okay, I need to add this to the rotation. But anyway, what'd you guys think? Um, I can't blink anymore without seeing that dude from the music video staring at me. Um, (laughs) Oh, you watched the video. I watched the video. 
uh, because I needed something to give me more context, and it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch the video. What's in the video? It's uh, it's a David Lynch wet dream. That's what it is. Oh shit! Now I gotta watch the video. <laughs> I like David Lynch's. I picture. Can I? So is it? Is it just like a lot of strobe lights and uh, I? It's like fog machine type stuff. No, no, it's a lot of mood. It's a lot of mood okay. and uh, people standing and sitting and looking sometimes at each other, but mostly at you. And uh, I felt it was judgy for the start. Um, yeah, the uh, it, it's hard for me to match the visuals with like the lyrical content. It didn't really make much sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and musically, the song, it wasn't as a hard of a listen as the AWOL Nation song, but I can't say it was that pleasurable either. <laughs> but it it was it was interesting. I'll give it I'll give you that. It was okay. interesting. That's I'm I'm used to that. I'm a pretty big Little Dragon fan and half the time when I tell people, "Here, listen to this." Most people are like, "What is this?" <laughs> They're just like not into it. I've learned you have to kind of have a taste for this. Damn, yeah, yeah, you I can see that. Yeah. Again, uh, I'm I'm sort of in the in the camp with Chad here. There are elements of it that I did like, um, like the bass. I, I was listening to it. and I'm going, oh, I, I wish they would do some stuff with like some guitar here. And then they started to bring in a little bit of guitar, like this, like that kind of chicka chicka sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I went, oh, that's nice, but I kind of wish they would have done a little more. You know, mm-hmm. like. Um, some, some, even like, uh, what's that guy's name? He, he did, he's like the disco guy and he's did the Daft Punk stuff. Niles, uh, what's it? Rogers. Uh, is that his name? Niles Rogers. Yeah. Uh, even some stuff like that, right. Just like a little, you know, bring in some, something like that just to give it a little more oomph to it would have been kind of cool. Uh, and would have probably sold me a little more on it. Um, I, you know, we, we did some little dragon when we, when we first started the podcast and I enjoyed that. I didn't like this as much. And so, you know, ultimately I ended up giving it around two beards. Uh, not my favorite thing in the world, not my least favorite thing in the world. I do think it's interesting that when we were listening to this, we all chose something sort of electronic, but at very different areas Yes. Of the electronosphere. <laughs> yeah, it feels like the uh it, it feels like you got three different densities of content in each of these songs. Yeah. Definitely. Um uh, next yeah, time this, I'll choose something little, very this different. Dragon. This just popped up. The, this was like the AWOL Nation thing got released like the day I chose it. And I was like yeah. <laughs> 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 Well the the key is you said you said you were like, pick something that you're currently listening to. And I was thinking at the back of my mind, I was like, nine times out of 10, I'm going to pick electronic music because that's most of what I listen to. And it is, I know it 10, is a lot I'm of sure what you listen to. You're going to have a hard time with it, Dad. You're going to be like, ah, oh, this is good. <laughs> <laughs> I know that, but it's cool because it's, I want to keep doing it because it's, I know that it's important to you. It gives you a chance to like continue to share the music that you love and stuff like that. So I don't mind continuing to have it on the podcast and talk about it and stuff like that. You know, as long yeah. as we continue to like, um, have good discussions and shit, fuck it, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, just don't get mad at me if I continue to like, <laughs> 
Oh no, dude. Be I honest. Mad. You can <laughs> you've you've told me before, like some of my favorite music, you're like, this is awful. I'm like, whatever. Like everybody's entitled to their own opinion. You can you can think it's total trash and I'm still gonna love it. Okay. You think the one thing we can always agree on is Limp Biscuit is the worst. Limp Biscuit is the worst. Thank you. Uh and, always gotta and have that speaking of the worst. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> I was going to let you get it out there. I knew you were going to go for it. I was going to let it get out there. Let's talk about, let's talk about today's topic. All right, kids, let's Let's do it. So the reason why we wanted to get Chad back on the pod, because we're cool like that. We're just going to call it the pod from now on, you know, because we're hip like Um, that. We're all 40 because we're not 40. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Because, you know, these young upstarts. So, (laughs) We, we want to do some stuff that's a little bit different, right? If you've been, if anybody's been listening, anybody out there uh, has been listening up until this point, you know, so far me and Mark, we've been, thank you, Pink Floyd, the wall, right? Comfortably numb a little bit. We'll do that one day. Maybe talk about that a little bit. Great album. Anywho, we decided to vary a little bit from our normal format where normally me mm-hmm. and Mark, we would pick an album each. We'd go through it. We'd talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, what we then we'd rate it. And we thought, let's make this a little more fun. And so we brought our buddy Chad in today and Chad had a really good idea. This is actually Chad's idea to uh, take an album that I love a lot from the 90s and an album that I think Chad kind of loves a little to maybe a lot and an album that Mark has feelings about (laughs) (laughs) and we're going to talk about it. And the album is uh, Metallica's load and reload. Okay. Now uh, the way that Chad put it to, to us was I think the way you said it in the, in the chat you presented was something like between these two albums, collectively there's one good really good album somewhere in there right yeah yeah (laughs) so like if you if you take these two records that at the time they came out um like metallica's image was changing they were being kind of reintroduced uh with like a whole different image change after the black album yeah uh took over mtv they were on every late night talk show they did snl it was um, before TRL too, right? Or or yeah, like sort of TRL. right as the TRL was sort of coming out. It's, so, you know, post Woodstock 94, in between there and TRL, it's kind of like a, this weird time. I think the buzz bin was still happening with uh, MTV. Yeah. And, and, well, they uh, did the Beach House because the album came out. Oh, you're right. I remember that. And they took over the Beach House for like a week. Yeah, they took over the Beach House for a week. And I maybe entered a contest to try to win a chance to go to the beach house. (laughs) (laughs) And needless to say, they were like, dude, you're 13. Fuck no. (laughs) 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 Okay. So I was, I was a fucking huge as a kid, uh, 13, 14 years old. I think this kid, this record came out in 96. 90 well, load came out in load came out 96 Reload came out 97 okay so i was 14 in, in 1996 huge metallica fan at that time um 
by far probably my favorite band. And uh, I will I will tell you that those two records were very important to me throughout high school. Going back and listening to them in preparation for this brought me right back to high school. And for a lot of last week, in fact, you know, if I wasn't uh, picking the the fucking AWOL Nation for my first impressions. Um, I will tell you that I spent a lot of last week listening to a bunch of shit from high school. Like I, I, uh, I went back and listened to Primus for the first time in a long time. Dude, oh, I could go off on a tangent of that. Like I could have picked a Primus song for my first impressions and y'all would have loved it because Primus is awesome. <laughs> to me, I'll tell you that that in a lot of ways, this is... Uh, and to a, to a lot of people, I feel like this is peak Metallica in a lot of things that make them the most Metallica-y, okay? Mm-hmm. And by that, what I mean is it's like... It's peak James Hetfield going, yeah, ooh, yeah, you know? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's the most Lars Ulrich, Lars Ulrich like, do, 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 like just cave, <laughs> caveman drum fill, you know? It's like the most Kirk Hammett, like every guitar solo has a wah-wah and he does the exact same guitar solo every single fucking time. Like there's yeah. no variation in it, like barely, hardly at all. And, and, and true to form of Metallica, you don't hear Jason at all. And yeah, <laughs> I do. I, I kind of know. I kind of feel like you hear him more in this one than in some other albums. Yes, they turn him up a little bit. He's got he's got some good moments on this on this record. Um, so it's either if you like that kind of stuff, you you really are gravitated towards this. But then if you're like the, you know, old school diehard Metallica thrash, like, you know, ride the lightning master of puppets, kill them all guy you hated this all the way. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, this came out at the right time for me. I was in, I was an adolescent and I would, I had been playing guitar for like two years. I learned to play a shit ton of songs on this, on, on this album on guitar. Um, I spent the better part of this week after every uh, day after work going and I was like jamming out to it, had a fuck ton of fun, um, playing along with this record. You know, it's just, it's just so much fun to listen to. So that's, just overall, that's kind of my take on it. I have some more opinions on how it sounds as we get into it. Um, but I wanted to get, you know, just your first impressions from you guys on just general thoughts on the record. Uh, uh, as far as like when it came out, what were your thoughts and how, how it, you know, how your first experience with uh, ro- load and reload came to be? Oh, uh, well, so, if, if I can, if I can go first on here, like this was, I, I was naive about music. I didn't know anything about music. I was 13. I didn't really have a lot of access to, uh, buy music. So it was pretty much whatever my cousin brought, which was, you know, that introduced me to like Bush and silver chair and, and, uh, and some alt rock bands never got introduced to Metallica. So seeing Metallica on TV for this album was the first time I ever heard Metallica. So load was my introduction to them. Um, okay. This, I was like, Oh, that's not so bad. Cause like I'm coming from like a, I'm coming from a private school background, like a private, private Christian Academy where music like <laughs> this is shunned upon because it can steal your soul. And, um, turns out didn't do any of that. Uh, but it was a it was a strange introduction for this. It was a strange place to jump into the band and then work out over time in both directions and go back because um, I heard I listened to the Black Album for the first time shortly after 
load was released. And I was like, well, this doesn't sound like that at all. And yeah. you start working your way back and you can kind of see the progression. Like as I'm listening to it now and knowing the full catalog of Metallica and where they've gone since then, you kind of see the transition phase from that early thrash, uh, very trebly, not very well mastered, getting into this record where it's nicely polished. Uh, all the instruments kind of have their space. The vocal is. Uh, you kind of like James Hetfield is a very powerful vocalist. Uh, I feel like on this like record, just now getting his, his due, uh, getting his dues in, in terms of being a vocalist, like James Hetfield is, it was one of the greatest voices ever. Um, and you kind of start to hear his range come out in, in this era of the band, uh, as well as getting to hear them incorporate all of their like blues influences and stuff like that. Like, it's not bashing your it's not bashing you over the head with like high gain metal guitars. You hear a lot of tones that you don't expect mm-hmm. to hear in a metal context. And so that's that was my impression going back and listening to it, you know, this week and hearing all these other things I didn't really have a sense to pick out until like now. Mm-hmm. I will tell you one quick story. Uh, when they toured on this back in 1990, it was before Reload came out, so it had to have been in like 96. Uh, me and my friend Charlie Williams uh, went to see him in concert in Lafayette at the Cajun Dome. And <laughs> man, we were, dude, we were so excited. We we got there like super early. Charlie's cousin, who was in college, was cool enough to take us. We were in eighth grade. Okay. I hadn't even hit high school yet. Uh, and he took us to go see them in concert. And um, their the show was just spectacular. You know, they played for like two and a half hours. They had this like completely elaborate stage show. And um, I still remember that for their encore, I still think this is one of the coolest encores. They, they did this whole thing where like the stage was set up to where it kind of all collapsed and it was meant to look like everything was going wrong on purpose. Uh, and it was like exploding and things were happening that weren't supposed to happen. And at one point they had like somebody run across the stage on fire. So like every <laughs> night they had a stunt man that they would set on fire for their show. That was like a roadie and his job was to just run on stage and pretend to be on fire. And then they would and come out bad. and they'd play like two songs as an encore and they would just have like amps set up and I thought that was the coolest thing for a long time so Mark your experience as I understand it because we talked we talked shop a little yeah. bit about this ahead of time <laughs> slightly different than uh, me and Chad slightly tell us, different tell us a little bit about that and why you're bitter so this was back <laughs> in <bitter>. the day <laughs> I'll be honest. I've I've always had kind of a love hate relationship with Metallica. Yeah, you love to hate them. <laughs> no, I'll, Just I'll give them I'll give them credit where credit is due. Like, first of all, I've always wanted to see them live. Objectively, I've always wanted to go to one of their shows because I know it's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, on the other side of things, I could not stand it because of all the kids who had hard ons for Metallica growing up that walked around in Metallica t-shirts and dressed in black and I'm not kidding kids carrying acoustic basses and acoustic guitars just playing Enter Sandman over and over and over and whatever else other one was overplayed on the radio talking about how much they wanted to suck James Hetfield's dick and Kirk Hammett's dick and Mars dick <laughs> and like how they wanted to have this giant gross orgy and all this other stuff and I'm just like dude guys like there's more music out there and so that's how it was in high school. I got older 
and I got a little bit more objective. I was like, okay, there's there's some songs on Load and Reload that are that I actually enjoy. And then I got an iPod in 2005, and I never listened to them since because I stopped listening to the radio, and that's the only way I ever really heard of it. But a few years ago, I was looking at the South by Southwest. They were playing that, and I thought, oh, shoot, I should go. I wound up cutting made it. But if I would have been able to make it, I literally would have went to South by Southwest just to see Metallica mm-hmm. because I do want to see them because I know it's going to be a good show. But the thing is, also, after St. Anger came out, I was like, I just wrote them off altogether. I was like, this is one of the worst metal albums of all time. Yeah, it is. Any band who put this out cannot. I was like, James Hetfield has a great voice. Every fucking song is in E minor. Come on, let's do something else. Like every song sounds the same. On my playlist, four of the songs, you can take the 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 better than you and you can sing it over every other chorus. <laughs> it's so repetitive. It's so that's the one thing I can't stand about Metallica. There's so little variety. I get bored with it. And I'm like, you guys are good at some things make it vary it up some and stop being so repetitive and they could be so much better. And I know that's my opinion because tons of people like them way more than I do, but I just, those things I just can't ever get over. I'm like, Oh, they could have been so much better. And that's what I hear too. And that's what I was talking to Dan about that. Um, I, 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 I always kind of hear bands in the context of what, it, it, it's it's just me just being a musician uh and mm-hmm. i do the same thing with comedians where like i'm a comic all i hear in the context uh, is can i rewrite that and make it better in my head so it's really hard for me to just ingest bands like going to see a concert i told dan when we went to go see churches i was like just be aware i am going to be upset because i can't go put hands on a guitar immediately like just <laughs> just know that um so Metallica, I always hear it in the context of um, the drum mix. I was like, ah, can 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 the kit be tuned a little bit differently? Can the you know, like Lars and his drum kit has been the most annoying factor in everything Metallica. And I don't have like a big emotional investment in them. I don't have some mm-hmm. kind of childhood connection to them, so I can still look at it objectively without being like a fanboy. I have I have literally no grounds to like really mount a defense for the band. But it's I, I always hear the band in that mastering kind of context where it's like, ah, I wish the I wish the snare was tuned a little bit tighter. I wish the kick drum had a little more thump to it. I wish the toms didn't ring as long. You know, it's a, all of my grading comes down to where's Jason's bass in the mix and how terribly tuned is this drum kit? <laughs> <laughs> what's it's what's interesting is like some of that I feel is um Bob Rock. Yeah. Yeah, you know, some of that's the producer. Uh, I think some of that's like because you look at his catalog prior to Metallica, and it's like okay, Black Album, but before that, it was like Doctor Feelgood, and I think he did. Uh, I think he did Slippery When Wet. Mm-hmm. I'm not 100 percent sure on Slippery When Wet. I know for sure he did. He did Doctor Feelgood, and like he did a bunch of other like 80s shit. Uh, so like he he's the like you know, his engineering style, uh, is, is just very much there. He's also this, the, like he's the, the last record they did with him was St. Anger. So 
that sort of and, that was the end of it. And yeah. uh and God that snare. Oh my yeah. god. The oh same, yeah. This is awful. The, yeah, like the grading on everything else that Metallica has done where the only thing I can the only thing I can come back to is like at least this at least they at least the Saint Anger snare lived and died on Saint Anger. <laughs> yeah. Well they're they're I mean, so Metallica's always had this weird production thing. I've I've learned to kind of look past that. Like they even their record after uh Saint Anger wasn't that well produced and it was Rick Rubin, you know? Um Death Magnetic, like the production yeah. on it is not hot. It's it's really it's kind of a hot mess in its own right. But everybody was so grateful that it wasn't Saint Anger that they were like <laughs> and the songwriting got so much better that they were like, yes, okay, thank you. Right. Um overall I think load what I was surprised at going back and listening to it from a production standpoint was actually how good it sounded um overall like how well it held up yeah you know um surprisingly oh, yeah. uh you know the the thing that i liked about it as a as an album overall going back and listening to it mark had a really good critique which is yeah there's going back man there is a lot of sameness on it and that's that's why chad's argument holds a lot of water which is between two albums i think there's one really good album okay and that's the whole point of today's conversation um <laughs> Yeah, I think and, to and me, I'll venture before we get too deep into it, yeah. looking at their discography now, this may have been like they had load and reload, and then it was Saint Anger, Death Magnetic, and Hardwired to Self Destruct. And can can you kind of look at this air and say like, man, like not to be the old man, but this may <laughs> have been like their last really good record. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will tell you, I think, I think there's, I think hardwired has some fucking killer cuts on it. You think so? Okay. I really do. I think it's too long. I think a same, same problem. Cut it. I think same. Pro <laughs> also, also death magnetic. I think, well, no death magnetic is what, uh, probably eight tracks. If death magnetic is 10 tracks, cut it to eight and you got a, you got a good lean record. Same thing with Hardwired. Make Hardwired one record and not two. Hardwired has some like really strong cuts on it. In fact, I went and saw them on that tour and I was like, uh -huh. okay, now that might be their last hurrah. They'd have to do something really spectacular to wow me again because I would have some very high expectations. But I was I was super impressed with that record. And I was not I was I was a tough critic. Let's just say that. <laughs> I'll have to give that one a, a, a deeper listen now that we've got, we're going back to Metallica and it's not something that I listen to often. I was so. a tough critic with hardwired to self destruct, but like, so here's the thing about that record, especially they're in their late fifties. Okay. Uh -huh. And what really impressed me about that one. And then, and then let's move on to um, our favorite tracks on load. They're in their late fifties and they're playing with a hell of a lot of energy on that one. Like they're playing like young men. And I was really, really impressed with that. You know, uh, it was, it was very cool. So, um, we decided we were going to go sort of snake draft style real quick and talk about what our favorite songs were or, or, you know, songs that we liked the, the least, least favorites maybe for Mark. <laughs> um, I know that's a double that's negative a good way of putting it. You know, uh, <laughs> Were there, I guess, let me, let me ask you this, Mark, were there any that you really enjoyed or was it just kind of yeah. like a, okay, so good. What, what I did was I, I made a playlist called ultimate load and I put from <laughs> load and reload the best tracks. I tried to make it just not a strain up porg category. The title of the, 
of the playlist there. You tried to not make it a what? A porn category. Okay, so can I, before we get into it, do we talk about the cover? Of what? Do we talk about the cover art? No, we didn't. Do we? Should we? (laughs) (sighs) Do we address that? Cause that's a whole like, thing. I feel like it needs, I feel like it needs like a intro, like a PSA, like, you know, state you know, that's a whole thing. And I, I remember learning about that. And I, I never, I, this past week I was like, you know what? One thing I've never done is Google that artist. Yeah. And so I took an opportunity and, uh, I Googled the artist who did the, the cover art. So just if you're out there, and you're listening to this, um, just so if you know, um, the story, the story of Metallica's cover art for load and reload, it's, it's two real works of art. Um, they're both a mixed, they're both photographs of, uh, blood and jizz smushed between <laughs> plexiglass and taken a photo mm-hmm. of, and this, this guy, this is his, this is his whole bag. This is his whole jam. Um, and he's, he's apparently, Good for him because he's made a whole career out of it. His most famous work is called Piss Christ. And uh, yeah, it's exactly it's exactly what you think it is. Yeah, it, um, it is. So I've save yourself, one. save yourself the trouble of Googling it. Yeah. Um because I fucking because I Googled it. You Googled did what Dick Bandit? <laughs> dick Bandit? No one said Dick Bandit. What did you say? I thought you said Dick Bandit. <laughs> Nobody said Dick Bandit. <laughs> what did you say? I heard Dick Bandit. <laughs> don't dude. make the same mistake Dan did. Oh, oh Dan. I thought you said don't make the same mistake Dick Bandit. <laughs> Dan. I was like, was that uh, another one of his wrote. like fucking weird photographs that he has? Okay, so. No. Good no, for no, you like- for doing your... <laughs> This is this is the this is the Home Alone three that should have happened. The sticky dick bandits, yes. like the that's- sticky dick bandits. That's it. <laughs> well, you're a better person than me, Mark, because you you titled your playlist what? Ultimate load. Okay, I called mine rejaculate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Boom, I can see you. It. Oh my god! And I was the reason why I was looking up because I was gonna get another one of the dude's photographs. I was like, I'm sure they're gonna have another one, and I was gonna send it to you guys and be like, ah, number three, you know, like. <laughs> and that's when I googled it and I found Piss Christ. So, <laughs> all right. So, how do you guys want to do this? Go around. So, I, I, I'll tell you for my for my playlist, I put different songs than are my favorites. Okay. Because I feel like the order of what makes the better album is not necessarily what are my like top songs. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I feel like my first pick is going to be kind of the equivalent of drafting a kicker in the first round, but I don't care. Um, <laughs> in fact, yeah, I picked like just what my top five songs were and like my top five songs. Um, well, yeah, no, they're all on, they're all on there. They're all on my playlist. But the order that they appear on is this different. final is very, album, very different. Correct. Yeah, we, yes. we, we agreed and we, we both we, we all understand that the order of the tracks on an album matter. So our selection order and the final order on what will compro- compo- compose <laughs> yes. this album. Uh, the erection selection. The erection <laughs> selection. is very different. Uh, stay than the chode the next, load. <laughs> stay tuned for the next Metallica release, Dick Magnetic. 
Dick Magnetic. <laughs> That's going to be my fucking alias, bro. I thought it was Dick That's Magnetic. Seriously? <laughs> I'm going to get a job selling manufactured Italian piss. <laughs> and my fucking... <laughs> For people who are on parole and my fucking, I'm going to do it door to door and I'm going to be like, I'm going to introduce myself and be like, hi, I'm Dick Magnetic. (laughs) It's like sales pitch. What do you know about (laughs) the world of artisanal pisses? Mm -hmm. Artisanal pisses. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) This is so, this is so ignorant. I'm going to do little droplets and be like on a, on a a fucking pH scale and be like, you see how it's changing colors? Like, look at this piss. This is clear to the most city pools. Like, I see I was turning that dark red. That's got ketones. That's That's what you want. (laughs) I I can't, I can't even think straight anymore. Um, So Mark, do you want to go first? What? So with my favorite track? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Favorite track, and I cheated a little bit because I put Fuel from the live album because the live album is, in my my opinion, the best thing Metallica ever did because when you put metal music with orchestra, it's amazing. Fuel from S&M. Good. Okay. All right. So fun fact about that, uh, they did that with Michael Kamen, uh, the famous conductor. And like I read, do you know the story? of how that kind of came together. No. Okay. I being the big Metallica geek that I am, um, Michael Kamen approached Metallica about it because he was such a fan of them that he wrote out and scored all bunch of their songs because it was a hobby for him (laughs) and comes to them and goes, Hey, I did all this stuff. Would y'all be interested? And they were like, yeah, Let's do it. And that's why it's, it's interesting because like I've, you know, a bunch of other bands have done stuff with, uh, orchestras. And I feel like when you listen to that one, uh, that album, especially the orchestra stuff really stands out more than any other like band plus orchestra. Every other time it's like the band is in the front and the orchestra is just kind of like playing along with it. And it's, it's, typically very bland. Like I always feel like with that record, like the fucking, the orchestra is just kicking ass all over the place. And you could tell it's because Michael Kamen is just like, no, I'm running circles all (laughs) over this stuff. And it's bad. Yeah. Good call. I'll give you that. That's badass. That's a really, I'm glad you cheated and did that. Cause that's, that's a really good, uh, selection there. So Chad, what would be your favorite track? Uh, Well, I mean, since he's God, like he already cheated. (laughs) <laughs> and I have a cheat, but I kind of want to reserve it for later. And I know it's you okay. have a cheat. It's okay to save it. It's okay to save it. I'm going to save mine. Yeah, because I think it's, I think it's a good... Yeah, okay, we'll, we'll save that. I am going to go with my favorite song from both albums, Unforgiven 2. Okay. I, can get, I know why. I know why that's your favorite. It's not, not because of the B-Bender. Not because yes, it is. Yes, it is. (laughs) It's not because of the lyrics. (laughs) The the lyrics are, but but overall, the overall composition of the song, I really, really enjoy. Um, I want to say that was maybe the first 
Although I had seen them on MTV, I think they performed that on like the one of the music awards, Billboard, the American Music Awards, something like that. And it made me see the band completely differently. And I was like, oh, like that's yeah. that's a that's a whole different look to the band. So uh yeah, this stood out to me because I didn't expect to see James Hetfield on stage with a telecaster. Um, guitar nerd, welcome to it. Um, but yeah, I didn't see, I didn't expect to see him on stage with the uh, with the Telecaster, uh, doing the whole Beadmenter thing, and the the drastic contrast between the verses and the chorus in terms of how heavy it went, uh, how hard the riff went during the chorus. Um, yeah, it, it's a great, uh, it's a great spectrum song for the band. Mm-hmm. I would have been, I would have been okay with. I would have I would have liked that song better. I would have been okay with the sort of self-plagiarism if they would have not called it Unforgiven 2 and they would have done different lyrics. But for some reason the whole like, oh, it's a sequel to the song from our last yeah, album. Yeah, that I kind of went like uh, my context for hearing the song is I still hadn't heard Unforgiven. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. For some reason that to and me coming, and Dan, I'm coming from Prince World where you just change words out for numbers in song titles. That's so. that is a good yeah, that's a that's a valid point, especially with you know, nothing compares to yeah, I understand. Mm-hmm. Um so mine is mine is the same thing. It's this it's the the first song that on this record that sort of like was the biggest tone shift for them for me and it's hero of the day because up until that point everything that i had heard sounded nothing like that and i went oh my god this is the most different thing i'd ever heard from them so Mm -hmm. it's it's still i think for as far as like uh a just short to the point good rock song that's driving goes hero of the day is a sharp song. What the things I love about it, Hale, it, it's, it's got that nice little overdrivey kind of soft overdriven guitar. And I like how every time it kicks it up a notch, uh, you know, every time they repeat that, that riff again, it builds and it adds a little layer of distortion. Um, I love the heavy part in the middle, love the guitar solo. Um, it's simple. It's effective. Uh, I think that it's great. So hero of the days, yeah, probably my favorite track on there. It's, it's one of the most memorable. Nice. I agree. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a good song. Yeah. Uh, my next one then is better than you. Okay. The I I like the groove of that that chorus there. That's just a really catchy headbangy groove. Mm-hmm. Like if someone's like you know don't headbang challenge, they put that on there. I'm losing to that. <laughs> <laughs> It's like and now we and now we have the first track revealed that was on my no list. <laughs> <laughs> that was on but your I, no n- no list. Yeah, it, it it got to be a little bit difficult to start arranging. You know what was what was my yeses? I got to about eight, and then I had a few maybes, and so I started oh, to go back. Yeah. And I started to just drop like these are the definitely no's. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> But I, but I appreciate you, Mark. Yeah, no worries. I figured there wasn't going to be an awful lot of overlap with this many tracks. <laughs> yeah, it's like and thirty songs. Come three on, three different opinions. Yeah, which is actually kind of refreshing, given you know, like given the context of the of the subject of why we're doing this, that there right. isn't like some overlap so far. Just going like, damn it, that was mine. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's four. That's four tracks already. We got ten to go. 
What's your What's Dan. yours, Dan? I think. Oh, is, I thought are you, you next, or did is you it go, me? Chad? You're next, Chad. Oh, you, oh. Chad. My bad. Oh, am I next? Yes, yeah. sir. So the order the the order was Mark, me, and then you, Dan. Right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. 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 Um, I'm on the clock. I don't like draft pressure. What do I go with? <laughs> uh, Devil's Dance. Nice. Solid. Beca- yeah, because of just absurd abuse of the whammy pedal during the solo. Yes. Like it gets into such wild realms with going in between like the harmonizers and the whammy pedal and not even going to the full range either way, just messing with it in the middle and uh and and just jacking with the whole solo. Um but overall the feel of the, of the song as a whole yeah, that, that's a solid pick for me. I do like the the um really kind of the groove of that with the bass. Yeah. And stuff that ball ball ball. That's very cool. It's very it reminds me of uh I think I don't know if this was intentional or not, but as far as like devil songs goes, it reminds me of the intro of Running with the Devil by Van Halen. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if <laughs> yeah, that does. has that nod to it or not, but I uh, I don't know. My second is uh Bleeding Me which comes right after uh, hero of the day on load. And it's, mm. it's because of the second half of that song. Uh, first of all, the, the, the chorus the caught under wheels, that, that powerful kind of thing in there. Um, the fucking bridge that with that, and then the solo, uh, put those three parts together and man, I'm sold the way they distort his vocals during that midsection where he's like, uh, whatever he's, I am the blood that beats the beast or whatever. I am the beast. I am released. That's nasty. I really, one of the things I like about this record more than anything is the, the way they experimented with his vocals and some of the different things they did with harmonies and stuff, uh, was, a, it's a lot of fun to listen to. I feel like they took a lot more risk there and it's, uh, they, they, a lot of it paid off for me. So bleeding me for sure. Okay. <clears throat> my next is ain't my bitch from load. Good. Solid opener. I actually had a hard time. I was like, should it be fuel or ain't my bitch first? And I was like, nah, it's fuel. Just that the way fuel opens it is just, for me, is just super. I do. I got to admit, those two give me samesies. What? Which ones? The, both of those songs, Ain't My Bitch and Fuel. Like those are the two. Those are two tracks where, if I were to listen to them back to back, that I would get, uh, I get a lot of samesy vibes, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, um, yeah, like they both a, have a, the kind of slide guitar solo. They both have that kind of, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll get into the order of things because both of those were on my track selection as well. And I really tried to think hard about which one do you start a record with? Because I feel like they're both going to be early album songs and you're almost going to pair them back to back because of how similar they are. And okay. it's, it's almost like an introduction to go like, Hey, this is post black album Metallica. This is our new sound. We're going to give you two back to back to show you kind of what we're thinking. Um, so that, that was my thought. Yeah. I, I agree with that selection as well. Um, my next pick, I'm going to go ahead and load my cheater in right here in the middle of, uh, of the whole conversation. No leaf clover from S and M. Oh, okay. I feel it's a very strong load reload era song. 
It's that it, is a strong, yeah. It's got that vibe to it. Um, the the big contrast between the uh, the clean sections to the uh, the the verse riff because it's the chorus. Oddly enough, that is the lower uh, the the lower energy part to the song. <laughs> Is Where, that and it comes to be yeah. like a soothing? Yeah, yeah. So oh, like fucking, during the chorus, the energy drops out a little bit, and you I have, love that it's that contrast. Yeah, yeah. And you got like you you got uh, Hammett over there doing some nice bluesy fills, um, and it's one of those songs that I really wished could have had a studio version without the orchestra. The orchestra makes the song amazing. But yeah, I do, I'm with you there. Hear, I was just thinking that actually. Yeah, I would love to hear it without the orchestra uh, pieces in there. So that that's my pick. That's my cheater. I pick. bet they recorded it in somewhere. It's out there somewhere. Yeah, because it be. seemed to be like it had to have been a it had to have been a B side for one of those sessions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mine is uh, Outlaw Torn, the closer for Load. Um, okay. Fucking love that song. I love how slow and deliberate it is. I love the intro with all that delay. Uh, I love the guitar solo, especially with how crazy and wah and slidey it is. Um, it's big. It's epic. It's it's everything I want from a closing track. Okay. Um, like it. My next... Oh, go ahead. No, no, go. I just said I like oh, it. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> my next is uh, Sad But True from the S&M album. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's such a that's such a foul cheat that's a foul <laughs> cheat that is yeah yep it's foul cheat flag on it the is. play <laughs> i i told the here's the thing i had to try really hard to find enough stuff to make an album with so that's why I reach for that one. Um, I like it because I feel like the the um, the orchestra added a lot to that song, and they also it changed it and made it weird. At least in my mind, it sounds weirder than the album version, and it I does. really just enjoyed it. That's it really stands out in, with the orchestra in there, and it made it really sharp and unique and different. It made it feel less Metallica, and I think that's why I liked it. Okay, okay, it, it's a different direction to cheat in. Um, yeah, <laughs> and I'll 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 introduce this thought, although I'm not going to pick it. But if I had to merge, like if you if you squish together a bunch of songs and those songs made a baby, like if the load yeah. entered the reload and had a proper nine month uh, gestation period, <laughs> I see yes. your face right now. <laughs> so gross gave, in my mind and gave birth. It's almost like if you could take like all of the uh, most of the popular singles that we haven't talked about yet or haven't mentioned uh king nothing um or the memory remains and if you matured them and had a baby i feel like i disappear from the mission impossible soundtrack is i knew you were gonna say that yeah it, it feels like it's the better evolution of those maybe um but if i am uh, if i gotta pick what on this list do I go with? Um, until it sleeps. Let's do that one. Ah, that was my next pick too. 
Stolen. <laughs> <laughs> the uh um, I love that song. I love Until It Sleeps. That was the first single. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Like I, I if I remember correctly, I think that was like the first single released to radio. Um mm-hmm. but God, what a great song. Um the uh the depth of the vocals that almost sitari kind of uh guitar fill uh I like after it's the vocal surf lines. guitar it's like a surf yeah, guitar yeah not sitari yeah it's it's uh it's a it sounds like a sh- a, cl- a very clean strat with the tremolo bar yeah. um but that piggybacking on off of the vocal line in uh. the first verse um where he does, where he has that, like, where do I take this pain inside? And that, like, clean guitar with that vocal, like, oh, what is this? What is this? And then to get into the, I love the way that they will build chunks of songs, especially with this kind of dynamic where it's not just thrash coming out of that thrash era Metallica, where it's just one speed all the way through. You get these very big dynamic shifts and very big tonal shifts. And, uh, and that really guides you through the mood of the entire composition of the song. It's going back and thinking about all this. Now it's a, it's a very interesting way to look at a band like Metallica. So yeah, until it sleeps, stolen. I think it's a bold choice for a single too. Uh, for a first coming for off, a first coming cut? off the black album, yeah. yeah. Like that's a that's a that's a very. I think this is a really. It's an announcement. Yeah, like that's yeah. that is like this ain't your. This is not the same band as it was four five years ago. You know, yeah. get ready. Here comes surf guitar. Yeah, <laughs> well, uh, all the guitar tones. Deal Go with ahead. it, okay? We're at the beach house. We're playing surf guitar. Yeah, like, MTV beach house. <laughs> like, MTV beach house. Come yeah. on. Yeah, Kirk's, uh, uh, right. Kirk's wearing eyeliner and he's got like his lip pierced or something. That was a weird yeah, thing. and that's Kurt Loader. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just. <laughs> <laughs> just so because you picked uh until it sleeps i'll go ahead i'll i'll, I'll snag memory remains um on there it's just because all right so so for me like load and reload are it, it they they're sort of operating in two worlds uh simul you know kind of at once right there's mm-hmm. there's the songs that are the bluesy rock songs and the, the songs that are kind of the quasi goth songs all of my favorite songs on there are always the quasi goth songs for some reason. (laughs) All right. And, and memory remind memory remains is just kind of is a quasi goth song. Um, they never really are the best at that. Okay. Like, but I applaud the effort completely. And like, if, when you go back and you look at the photos from there, like, you know, like you just called it out, Chad, like Kirk, you know, Kirk Hammett's got like the eyeliner on, he's painted his nails black. He's smoking Cuban cigars and shit, you know, Newstead's sitting there with him and stuff. Uh, they, you know, they've got like, they've all got black eyeliner on and shit like that. And that, for some reason I was way more drawn to that than like just then. And James Hetfield was kind of on the Island and he's like, Hey, I get this song about Ronnie, you know, like this guy, Ronnie. And I'm like, I don't want to hear a song about a guy named Ronnie that you wrote. I live in Louisiana. I know three guys named Ronnie right now. Okay. Like I have an uncle named Ronnie. I don't need that shit in my life. Like I want to escape that. So give me the gothy shit because that's more relatable to me. 
for what, like, that's where I want to be with my life. So like, uh, I just, I feel like that's more where I want to be. And like, so memory remains. I just saw it's a cool song. I love that little creepy interlude kind of part that they have at the bridge and at the closing stuff like the, that you know, with the Mary and faithful guest vocal. Um, she sounds like a thousand cigarettes. Uh, I, I love the way she sings over it. It's, it's just, it's James Hetfield trying his best to write a Tim Burton kind of like, yeah. <laughs> Everything you know, is black and white and pinwheels. <laughs> exactly. Like it's just, it's an Edward Scissorhands fucking flashback <laughs> to like, how he was made. Like I want, I want Vincent price doing like some sort of narration over it. Like, and this is where Edward was made by the, you know, like <laughs> the song has plenty of flaws. I can't help it. I love it. Uh, so. <laughs> well, you stole that. Cause I was going to use that, but, uh, my next and last one is King Nothing. Inner Sandman. <laughs> no, <laughs> not. <laughs> fucking- Let's throw battery in there. any thoughts on king nothing dan oh mark it was different more ballady a little bit different it's got a different feel to it so that's one reason that i like it because so much of these two albums a good 60 percent of the music has this just sameness to it that i just find very lethargic and draining. So King nothing for some reason just stands out as something different. Yeah. I do like, uh, parts about King nothing that I like is, is the, um, the little phaser one note, little phaser. That tension building in the, in the intro. Yes. I like that a lot. Um, I do. I like that. They know how similar it is is in structure to inner Sandman that at the end of it, he goes off to never, never land. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> the the joke, is good. The, the little inside baseball joke is yeah. The, the self-awareness is very cool. Uh, that's a very good answer. I'm glad you chose that Mark. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and we, we have like an odd number or we, we have an even number with an odd number of people selecting them for the draft. So, right. um, I, I can work collaboratively with you, Dan, to try to come up with the final selection if you'd like. We well, can wait. try to. I still have one left, right? No, no, we're at 13 tracks right now. Oh, no, I thought we were choosing do... our top fives and then we were going to do the album. Oh, you want to we... do that? Okay, okay, that's, that works. Oh, that I works. thought we were doing the album first. <laughs> My bad. Oh, shit. No, man, I thought we were just doing our top fives and then we were going to share what we picked for like our album that oh, okay. we were going to build. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. did we... Well, that, did that's we completely... the album that I built. It's six songs. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then, so then if it's you... It's six songs in 31 minutes. That's about all I can take. <laughs> that's a nice, that's a solid little punk record then. Um, so then, so then Chad, what was, let me just, uh, let's do this. My, my other five fixer, I had fixer was my other favorite as far as just top five off the record goes. And okay. Mark, if you will, if you will behoove me, uh, uh-huh. for just a second, cause Chad and I are nerds. Um, <laughs> Chad and I probably spent way too much time putting together how we would kind of execute our version of, of the load and reload records. Okay. So Chad, would you like to go first or do you want me to go first? Well, I, we're still, so wait, you did, you did fixer. Um, but we're still one short, uh, cause I, I didn't give my pick yet. Okay. Well, I'll tell you what I've done. I, I, 
I broke, I went totally, I, you lost me here, man. I, I'm so sorry. I have a whole fucking other list here that is not at all related to what we've just been discussing for the past 30 minutes. Okay. <laughs> okay. What I was going through, I was just telling you guys what my five favorite songs were that okay, were completely yeah. unrelated and in no way tied to what I think would make it for a good album. Oh, okay? well, uh, well, see, we'd put a hex on the whole damn thing. Um, cause I, so I thought, my bad. yeah, I thought we were going to, no, draft. I wouldn't open the album with, I wasn't going to open the album with hero of the day. Uh, that's, no, that's a weird way no, to open obviously a record. No, but like, I, th- I thought what we were going to do is come up with an assemblage of, uh, Oh, and then we'd pick. Yeah. We would draft what we wanted to be in the album. And then we had to arrange what we picked as a trio and arrange this into the album. Oh shit. That's a fucking good idea, man. I, I know that's why I said, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but now I want to change some of my answers. <laughs> Cause I'm already over here cutting and pasting and going like, well, I'm gonna have to shoehorn. Okay, that in hang, there on, somewhere. hang on, hang on, hang on. Let me, let me look at my answers here. All right. So what did I have? I had hero of the day, bleeding me outlaw torn. Uh, memory remains fixer one, two, three. I had hero of the day, bleeding me outlaw torn memory remains and fixer, right? Yes. Yeah. And then we get how many more? Uh, that's it. Cause we're one. I, I still, I'm going to go ahead and say, um, we have one to fill, right? One to fill. Uh, I will select. Can I, what's you that? Do a rock, paper, scissors. Well, you, you picked yours. You picked Fixer. That was your pick. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we need a banger, though. I feel like we need well, something with a little more oomph. In my head, I feel like well, we've... No. Yeah, in my head, I, I think feel like... I think we got like, some oomph. I think Mark brought the oomph. Yeah, I think we've got oh, that. Yeah. I think we've got that. Um, and I, I okay. am going to fill in the middle ground and say, poor Twisted Me. Okay. I'll let you, I'll let you do that. That's good. I'm good. I'm happy. Okay. 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 So the, the track selections, and this is not an order because I didn't think to keep it in order that we selected. Um, we have, uh, better than you ain't my bitch fuel hero of the day, unforgiven to devil's dance, bleeding me, no leaf clover, the outlaw torn, sad, but true until it sleeps. The memory remains King, nothing fixer and poor twisted me. Just hit shuffle, man. Just hit shuffle. (laughs) (laughs) Cause like I put, I put more conceptual thought into the order of potentially where these things were going to go than I did what I was actually going to select. I, I knew immediately. (laughs) Have you been working on it since we've been making the list? Uh, not not so much since we've been selecting a list, but a lot of the picks that I had an order for or a position or, or an idea of a position for did get picked. Um, okay. So for a, what we talked about earlier with uh, Fuel and with um, uh, uh, Ain't My Bitch was that they're almost back-to-back songs. Back. And... Yeah. I was really feeling fuel as the lead song on the album. I think it'd be a cool opener. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's like the opens with the vocal track. It just comes out 
comes out guns a blazing. Yeah. Okay. Fuel. So fuel then ain't my bitch. Yeah. So that's that that's track one and two. Fuel ain't my bitch. The sound you're hearing right now for the audio only listeners. We're going to be here forever. Deep thought. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're going to be here forever. If we try to put these in order. I do too, because everyone's going to have a different thought of how I really do. I think we've picked them and I think that's probably good for now. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'll, I'll, I can kind of propose you a little bit of a list. uh, Okay. What What do you got so far? Um, so, Go ahead. Can I selfishly, when we're done, can I share the one that I put together just because it's a lot can. of time on You it. certainly can. I'm the guest. I'm the guest, but I'm okay. just like, yeah, I have no, I have for no, like half a day on it. I have no management <laughs> say over what's going to happen here. I um, for like half a day. <laughs> <laughs> like, I put in so much work. I um, did. And my little thumbs got so tired. <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of what I put together, um, and what got selected is we got fuel ain't my bitch. Um, and until it sleeps was my track three. That's so, strong. Okay. So the one, two and like three that. is were were my picks. Um, I don't, my four didn't make it. I didn't really have an idea for a four. I don't think, um, although I, Ronnie was one of my yes picks and I figured that would be a, that would be an okay four to change the vibe. Um, but four remains empty for right now. Uh, poor twisted me. I thought was a good track five. Um, track six, I hadn't really given much thought to, but that middle of the record, when you have the, the, the mood song, like the typical track seven mood Mm -hmm. song, that's where I parked unforgiven to. Okay. Good spot for that. Yeah, Unforgiven 2 at track 7 and um what did I have I had another one following it um Yeah, I can't remember what I had following Unforgiven 2, but perhaps since they're so similar in vain, Unforgiven 2 goes into No Leaf Clover. Cuz I I feel like that's a that's a a good slide in yeah yeah that could work i like yeah, that coming up on unforgiven two in a no leaf clover um i don't have a nine uh well let's go okay let's go unforgiven two no leaf clover and then the memory remains because that's a good song one second half mm-hmm. to kind of pick you back up again uh, so memory remains track nine devil's dance track 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like devil's dance and King nothing are a good pairing. So devil's dance, 10 King, nothing 11. And so now we've got, we've got this interesting order. But what remains to be selected is uh, Better Than You, Hero of the Day, Bleeding Me, The Outlaw Torn, Sabbath True, and Fixer. Now, I will say The Outlaw Torn feels like a good farewell epic track. So perhaps that is the last. Yeah, that's, 
So that's the problem is fi- Outlaw Torn and Fixer are both good kind of out. They're both good farewell tracks. Yeah. That's the, that's the challenge. So like when I, when I did my playlist, uh, I looked at it as like, if you did a, um, uh, a vinyl LP, you know, you had mm-hmm. side A, side B mm-hmm. and I had outlaw torn as end of side A and fixer as end of side B. Okay. Okay. So yeah, that's, that's the, that's the track order. And, uh, we may not be able to park the rest of them. Um, <laughs> it's not it's not bad it's not bad the other i i the, we left a lot of stuff out that i liked on it because i'm probably the bigger fan out of uh of the three of us on there nobody liked prince charming uh on I there i i i'd like that song um in fact i opened my my kind of my version of it with that that would be my opener just because i really like how it comes out with this weird guitar riff i like that um House Jack built. I like that song too. That would be track three for me. So mine, I had like Prince Charming, Memory Remains, House That Jack Built, then Unforgiven 2, Hero of the Day, Devil's Dance, and then Outlaw Torn. And that's end of side one. Side two would be uh, My Friend of Misery off the Black album because that's the best load song <laughs> that ever exists. And that was my cheat. Uh, but if I didn't, if I wasn't allowed that one, then I would actually open side B with King nothing. I feel like that would be the best way to open uh, a track two off of it. And then I would go from King nothing to Carpe Diem baby. Cause I feel like that song is totally underrated. Um, Wasted my hate. No one mentioned, which I feel is like a super cool kind of punky vibe. Um, Bleeding me. Nobody likes where the wild things are. No, I nope. had a hard time with that. Fuck, song. I love that song. Okay. Uh, and then until it sleeps and then fix her. So, uh, I'm going to go listen to winds of change. <laughs> <laughs> Cry myself to sleep. <laughs> you guys have been great. <laughs> I love, I love the, I love the emotional destruction that you're like, good night, everybody. <laughs> good night. <laughs> I'm going to take myself to the magic of the moment tonight. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's, uh, this was was, fun. Yeah, it it was fun. It was fun. It was, uh, I think we all had different ideas about how this was going to (laughs) go, but I think, uh, you know, we all definitely did. Yeah. But uh, the lesson I learned is I need, I need to just get clarity with you guys. That's my bad. Yeah. (laughs) Well, no, like I, I am not upset with that 15 track with those 15 tracks as an end product. Now it is interesting that your choice for what would compose your best load reload album, um, is drastically different than what, any what what got picked in in the draft um so that that was that's it that was an interesting contrast to hear everything that would make up your record mm-hmm. yeah and then mark's well, like that was mark's just like i fucking hate this band so much <laughs> <laughs> like i said love hate relationship and and mark i promise not to do this with like i said we're not going to do this with guns and roses use your illusion uh oh no if you came to me and said we're going to do a guns and roses episode i'd be like you and chad have fun with that (laughs) i do like guns and roses because my my original suggestion and maybe i can get voted back by your listeners uh if they like this idea 
was to take a double record that you universally love and cut that down to one. Mm-hmm. So something like uh, the Smashing Pumpkins Melancholy. If you had to edit that down to just one record instead of the double album, that that would be that there's some hard choices to be made there. Maybe Dan's just over here making faces. I know. <laughs> He's just like, no one picked my album. This sucks. Just, I'm just like Sophie's choice uh, right now with that. Like. <laughs> with the with the concept of uh, the the uh, the melancholy cut. Yeah, like how? Why would you ask me that? Because <laughs> it's difficult, and it makes for compelling. It makes for compelling downloadable radio. <laughs> so what album do you want to talk about next week mark <laughs> i don't know we got to figure that out uh no i had fun this was a lot this was a lot of fun yeah thanks for bringing me on i had a good I, time I, I, I really enjoyed this and it was great to go back and listen to um all of Hell the yeah. all of the metlica yeah yeah. So, and actually it was funny because the other day when I went to, took my girlfriend to go get Dairy Queen, I had the playlist playing and she was like, why are you not listening to electronic music? And I'm like, yeah, I know I'm listening to Metallica. She's like, oh, this is new. And I was like, it's not going to last very long. <laughs> You're like, this is yeah. who I am now. Deal with it. <laughs> and then you rev it up and you. <laughs> yeah. This is just for homework and it's stupid. You light a cigarette and you're like, this is who I am now. (laughs) Don't worry. After uh, Tuesday, I'll be normal again. By the way, we're not going to Dairy Queen. We're going to get beer. (laughs) Uh, Well, despite, like I said, love-hate relationship. I, 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 there are things I appreciate about Metallica, but it's not much. But anyways, uh, I still had a good time regardless with you, Chad. Thank you for coming back on. Mm-hmm. You know, thank you for suggesting this. It was fun to do something different. It's fun to change up the format. Thank so, you. Anyways, thank you everybody for listening and we'll see you all in two weeks. Hell Bye. yeah. Bye. There's like a 75% chance that I could shit my pants at any time. <laughs> Yep. (laughs) Yep. That's what happens.